Thanks to Shopify for supporting Future Hindsight. Shopify is a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving entrepreneurs like myself the resources once reserved for big business. For a free 14-day trial and full access to Shopify's entire suite of features, go to shopify.com hopeful. Thanks also to Native for supporting us. Native makes safe, simple, effective products that people use every day with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. Get 20% off your first purchase by visiting nativedo.com hopeful or using promo code hopeful at checkout. Welcome to Future Hindsight, a podcast that takes big ideas about civic life and democracy and turns them into action items for you and me. I'm Mila Atmos. To start off the year, I thought we'd do something different than our customary interview with a citizen changemaker. Instead, I want to share a curated list of podcast recommendations on abortion rights. I actually put this list together for our friends at Earbuds Podcast Collective last fall. If you haven't heard of Earbuds, it's a podcast recommendation engine that brings its subscribers a weekly email and a weekly podcast. And the fun part is that each week of recommendations is curated by a different person. Anyone can curate a list, like me, but it could be you. Check it out. You can subscribe at earbudspodcastcollective.org. When I was putting together my list of recommendations in September, it didn't take long for me to settle on a theme. We were right on the heels of the state of Texas enacting SB 8, the strictest abortion law we've seen in the United States since Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion nationwide in 1973. And now the Supreme Court is actually on the cusp of overturning that very decision. Numerous states, not just Texas, have successfully restricted abortion access and are poised to pass even more laws to do so in the future. So, SB 8 going into effect in 2021 felt both new and, at the same time, very old. The truth is, since the abortion rights update list was published in earbuds back in September, the risk of rollback has become even more acute than before. So how did we get here? And what does this mean for American women and pregnant people in general? Let's go over my list of podcasts since abortion rights will unfortunately remain top of mind throughout 2022. The Supreme Court is most likely to rule in favor of Mississippi's ban on abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy at the end of this year's term. That means you'll be hearing and reading a lot about this case in the coming months. So the podcast that I'm about to share will be an integral part of your civic action toolkit. Abortion rights is a complex topic. The details of its history are not widely known beyond the Roe v. Wade decision. And the more equipped we can be with a broader understanding, the better. I'm going to walk you through each episode on my list, how they're still relevant today, and why you'll want to start by listening to them to learn what we can do to protect pregnant people's health care in this country. The first podcast I recommend is Amicus with Dahlia Lithwick. It's a really great show about the law and the Supreme Court. The episode you should tune into is called Abortion, Surveillance, and Vigilantism, an American Story, which explains the way SB8 is meant to work, how it allows Texas to functionally overturn Roe v. Wade, and what the Supreme Court decision means to let it stand. The host of Amicus, Dahlia Lithwick, was joined by Professor Michelle Goodwin and author Rebecca Traster for a fiery conversation that gets at the root of why restrictive legislation like SB8 gains the support it does. And it's more than worth a listen. 
And you may remember, but we actually had Professor Goodwin herself on Feature Hindsight to discuss healthcare in our most recent season on The Social Contract. So after you're finished with Dahlia, you can tune into that episode on The Social Contract and healthcare for a little bonus too. Here's a short clip from that conversation. You wrote a terrific book last year, Policing the Womb, and you deliver a horrifying account of criminalization of all aspects of reproduction, pregnancy, abortion, birth, and motherhood in the United States. It really foreshadowed the Texas abortion ban, SB8. You saw all of this coming. So for how long have you been seeing this coming? Well, it's been now at least a couple decades that I've seen this coming. And I've said that black and brown women are the canaries in the coal mine. That is to say, the kind of perfect storm that was curated during the Reagan administration, where we saw both the rhetoric about welfare queens, such as the nation's economy is in stress somehow because Black women have babies, right? There are more white women on welfare than there are black and brown women, right? That was a stereotype, but one that landed in the news. And then there was also the very harmful stereotype of the crack mom and the crack baby. Well, what we know now is that there was so much fiction behind those politicized accounts, but that perfect storm coming together then served to kind of treat medicine as a weapon in many ways against black and brown women. And so we saw during the 80s and 90s very deliberate racialized ways of targeting folks. But what I saw during the 2000s was that once you establish legal precedent to do these things, to track to target, to reduce the constitutional capacities of women to zero, to wage a war where, in fact, one weaponizes embryos and fetuses with constitutional rights and deny those same to women, that one day that would affect all women, including white women. And that's exactly what we see across the country right now. And it's exactly what we see in the state of Texas. When I was going through episodes for my curated list, I also really wanted to include a big picture assessment of the Texas legislation and what banning abortion after six weeks means for women all across America. The next podcast that I recommend is an episode of Fresh Air with Terry Gross called SCOTUS and the Future of Roe v. Wade. Ian Milheiser, who covers the Supreme Court for Vox and is the author of The Agenda, explains how the right to abortion is clearly in danger what we can expect from the Supreme Court on abortion cases in the near future, and how the court's shadow docket works. It's really a great preview of what we're likely to see come out of the court. Also, I learned so much about the shadow docket, I didn't even know that there was such a thing. And maybe you're in the same boat. It was truly fascinating. We'll be back in a moment with the rest of the list, but first I want to tell you about Native, a personal care products company without any dirty secrets. I'm someone who takes personal care seriously. For example, I use sunscreen every day, rain or shine, and even when I don't leave my house. So I want to make sure I understand the ingredients in the products I use every day. Native has fewer, simpler ingredients, so you know everything that it's made of. Their sunscreen only features one active ingredient, non-nano zinc oxide. Also, it offers SPF 30 protection without leaving white residue or greasiness. In other words, it's both safe and effective. They've made their name with their deodorant, which is aluminum-free and made of ingredients you've heard of like coconut oil 
and shea butter. In fact, their coconut and vanilla scented deodorant has been a customer favorite for years. And now, Native is on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine. They also make body wash, bar soap, toothpaste, shampoo, and conditioner. This year, up your personal hygiene routine with Native. Go to nativedo.com hopeful or use promo code hopeful at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com hopeful or use promo code hopeful at checkout for 20% off your first order. I also want to tell you about Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify unlocks the opportunity of your business to more people every day. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you makes their first sale on Shopify. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. For a free 14-day trial, go to shopify.com hopeful, all lowercase. Shopify powers millions of entrepreneurs from first sale to full scale. It's a platform designed for anyone to sell anywhere, giving you the resources once reserved for big business with a great looking online store that brings your idea to life and opens endless possibilities. I love how Shopify makes it easy for anyone to successfully run your own business. And more than a store, Shopify grows with you. Get started by building and customizing your online store with no coding or design experience so you can access powerful tools to help you find customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. You'll gain knowledge and confidence with resources to help you succeed. Plus, with 24-7 support, you're never alone. Go to shopify.com hopeful, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash hopeful right now. Let's get back to the list. We're halfway through and there's been one constant, Texas. It's really no surprise that 2021 was the worst year for abortion rights in the U.S. since Roe v. Wade, with a law under attack in multiple states across the country. Let's check out where else abortion rights are at risk. Access, a podcast about abortion, delivered an episode called 2021 is a record-breaking year for state attacks on abortion. How are advocates fighting back? The title says it all. The host, Garnet Henderson, is joined by Elizabeth Nash of the Guttmacher Institute, Camion Connor of the Texas Equal Access Fund, and Virginia State Senator Jennifer McClellan. Last year, 90 abortion restrictions were enacted, which is more than any other year since Roe v. Wade in 1973. More are on the way, but some states are fighting to turn the tide, most notably Virginia. I recommend this episode because it can be really hard to keep up with what's going on in our national politics, let alone with what's going on in every state legislature. And since it's at the state level where the most action is in terms of restricting access, this gives you a good overview. I think it's also important to better understand the way legislation like SB8 affects us in real life. For example, what are the everyday repercussions of SB8 in Texas? And how is that comparable to restrictions on bathroom use by gender in North Carolina? There's an episode of The Takeaway called Corporations Stay Silent on Abortion that really jumped out at me. It reveals how SB8 extends beyond banning abortions. 
and it provides context for Catholic politicians and the decriminalization of abortion in Mexico that we also saw last year. In a way, it's inconceivable to me that Mexico, of all places, would decriminalize abortion, and Texas effectively does the opposite. When you tune into this episode of The Takeaway, keep in mind that it's split into three different sections. My final recommendation comes from our own kitchen. Back in 2019, I spoke with Lynn Paltrow on Future Hindsight. She's the founder and executive director of National Advocates for Pregnant Women. To say that it was enlightening is an understatement. I feel like the scales fell off my eyes. The core of our conversation was fetal personhood. Many of us don't think about the ways fetal personhood works to strip the human rights of women and other pregnant people. That's on purpose. Since Roe v. Wade was decided in 1973, anti-abortion activists have pushed to establish fetuses, fertilized eggs, and embryos as separate entities with full constitutional rights. If they succeed, pregnant people lose their full rights under the Constitution. They essentially become vessels for fetal persons whose rights are superior. Sounds crazy. The other thing that was so surprising to me was how pregnant people are already criminalized and targeted. Here's what Lynn shared in our conversation. I can't say I'm an expert on international law, but I, I can say what we, we can learn from other countries from the sort of flip side of this. So, for example, in countries where abortion is banned, is completely criminalized, what we have discovered is that women who experience miscarriages and stillbirths are often arrested because it's virtually impossible to distinguish between a miscarriage, a stillbirth, and an abortion. If you allow criminalization of things relating to pregnancy, if you make the loss of fetal life a crime, it will always be used to hurt pregnant women and by that I mean all pregnant women, whatever their hope is about any particular pregnancy, whether that is to be able to end one or to be able to uh, go to term and have the baby they've always wanted. So what we've seen, uh, for example, in Wisconsin, where they have this Unborn Child Protection Act, is the state does not make health care available to all. It creates barriers for women seeking reproductive health care. Instead, what's being funded more and more is a criminal law system, a civil child welfare or really apprehension system that enables other people to tell certain groups what is best for them and to make their medical decision and, and life decisions for them. And this brings us to the subject of poverty. The people who are targeted for these kinds of state interventions and control where you can't access health care or safe housing or safe water, but somebody's going to be paid to report you and then control you, jail you, take your kids away. The people to whom that happens most often are low-income rural white people and black and brown people. I encourage you to take a deep dive with me and Lynn into the devastating consequences of recognizing fetal personhood and discover how reproductive health is at the center of the fight for equal rights. It's clear that abortion is going to be a hot-button topic this year, 
And I hope this episode today gives you a primer of what you need to keep in mind as we approach the midterm elections. I do really strongly recommend that you check out these other podcasts and listen. And finally, be sure to check out Earbuds Podcast Collective. Next week on Future Hindsight, we're going to revisit our episode with Colin Geralmack, NYU professor and author of Up to Heaven and Down to Hell, Fracking, Freedom and Community in an American Town. We examine how the human impulse is the same everywhere in the face of a tragedy of the commons, where even conservatives recognize that regulation is part of the answer. Until next time, stay engaged. This podcast was produced by Zach Travis and me. This podcast is part of the Democracy Group.